I was attending a very charismatic prayer group and trying to immerse myself. I did little, so, so many rosaries and litanies and novenas and <laughs> all kinds of things because I was in the space of suffering. And that traditional religious kind of a culture was my way of cocooning myself and protecting myself. So instead of seeking, you know, drugs or alcohol or some other, you know, thing, I was inundating myself with anything I could put myself around with that felt safe, right? Hi there. My name is Tessa Lynn Auburn. Welcome to Say Yes to Your Soul. This is where we're going to talk about how you can get past your spiritual plateaus, raise your feminine energy, and express your true self with sparkle. Hello, everyone. I'm really happy to introduce you to a fabulous woman. She's got a ton of energy. She's just, you know, whenever we talk, there's just like 5,000 words every single second. And her name is Jessica Koch. Jessica is a leading sales expert and creator of her own virtual assistant membership program. So um, if you had no idea what that means is basically, she's running a whole team of experts that helps businesses all over the world to manage their systems, like their CRMs and their marketing, et cetera, et cetera. Jessica, welcome to my show. Thank you, Tessa. Yeah, you are definitely, you said hello so calmly as you opened your show. And when I opened my own podcast show, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) exactly you're like gangbusters (laughs) it's true (laughs) i'm happy to be here thank you for having me oh you're so welcome so i would you know would you like to add anything on to like who you are in the professional world i think i'll just tell you a little bit of just who i am just for a few seconds in general So who is Jessie? I'm 50 and fabulous. I'm still finding out who I am. I am deeply in love with my husband and dearest friend. He is both. And I have seven children and seven grandchildren. And I really, really, I love my life. But I have been over the course of the years that I've started this company. You mentioned to me before we started the podcast about listening to my soul. And to me, that really means I've plugged into the ultimate creator and I'm really following and easily stepping into the path that was designed for me. And I think I've been doing a lot of that since the day my company started and the beginnings of how the company started too, in addition. And I feel like we've been on this exploration journey And I'm at a pivotal moment again, where, I mean, literally today (laughs) that I was sitting on the front porch before this call with my face in the sunshine and knowing that I have literally am scheduling time later this evening to check in with myself again, and not just with me, but more deeply with my soul, as I think you phrased it, right? Is that right? Is that how you say it? Yes. Check with your soul to reorganize and adjust and find more clarity based on what I've learned in the journey from where I've been with much gratitude and joy along the way Mm -hmm. and excitement. But knowing that it's time for 
some adjustments because I am not quite there to living the life that I see for myself and for my family coming forward. So I'm in this space of trying to re really strongly connect, get guidance and clarity and direction from my soul so that I can continue this journey. Beautiful. And you know, I think we all have like our own definitions of soul, but the way that you're talking about it right now, there was clearly like a pivot, a turning point, if you will, prior to you starting your business. What would you say that sort of that transition was like for you, like going from the whatever your old paradigm was to sort of this more soulful paradigm? You know, I've been, uh, as long as I can remember, I've been very prayerful, even very religious, and even very spiritual since I was a very small child. And because of some of the things I experienced as a really small child, and I mean, oh, probably at least five years old, I feel like that that started for me. I had in preschool, I had a fascinating connection with nature. So I think that was me kind of learning God, or for me, God, or, you know, my soul and spiritual journey began with that. When I lived in Maine as a preschooler, there were leaves felt like larger than me in the most beautiful colors in the fall and fields beyond my seeing brilliantly bright with yellow dandelions, which, you know, would make some gardeners cringe, right? Because they call it a weed. But to me, it was the most beautiful field of yellow on the planet and snow so deep and so cold it burned, but was sparkly and fascinating and exciting and trees that I climbed and snowmen that I built. And there was just a lot of beauty in nature. So I think it, I guess it really started when I was in preschool in Maine at three years old. And then as I moved to California, also again, very fascinating nature things occurred, but also some abuse and also some beautiful things occurred in my childhood. There was earthquakes multiple i was in mm. california uh, when mount st helens erupted and so there was the ashes and there was a dam that broke and so we were flooded out of our home and transported through emergency things i was just really uh, lots of different things were happening but i went to sunday school and i went to church and i was raised in a you know a religious formal piece and i still have some of that that remains with me, but I feel I'm more spiritual now than I am religious uh, with any certain specific thing. So I think that's a little bit of my soul for journey, if that makes sense. Yes. And I would love to know for you, when you started to transition into more spiritual rather than religious, what brought that about? Do you recall? I think I probably was It was a combination of going through, I was married for seven years in a very physically violently and an abusive relationship. And at that point, I was still very religious too. I I attended mass on a regular basis. I read my Bible every day, which I still often do, but I was attending a very charismatic prayer group and trying to immerse myself. I did so, so many rosaries and litanies and novenas and (laughs) all kinds of things because I was in the space of suffering. And that 
traditional religious kind of a culture was my way of cocooning myself and protecting myself. So instead of seeking, you know, drugs or alcohol or some other, you know, thing, I was inundating myself with anything I could put myself around with that felt safe. Right. Yeah. Because I wasn't currently safe. And then as I transitioned out of that and that person left me and I had this time in the middle and that till I met my new amazing. (laughs) He is an extension of my soul and my energy. We are better. Mm -hmm. The energy of us is better together than separate. And in my healing and saturation and such a just honest and pure and beautiful, simple love that I experienced as I had this relationship with my husband now, in that space, I was able to heal more than I healed even with traditional therapy or counseling and all the things I did to try to Mm -hmm. recover from some of my past trauma. And him and I came together in a place of prayer and mindfulness. And he has a very scientific mind and a very, he's just so incredibly smart. And then we just started to together have deeper conversations over the course of the years we've been together of how it's so much deeper than what a human earthly based religion can manage because it's limited by us who are humans and we have limits. Right. And so it just felt like with the vibrations and energies of everything and everything he knew about science and everything we just felt it just, we've transitioned as a couple in this journey, I think to be Mm. much more open to you know, how the planets and stars affect our moods and the and the globe itself in scientifically shown things and how the waves are pulled by the moon and, and why aren't we also, why wouldn't logically we also be and how everything has a vibration and an energy and a life and how so connected we are past, present and future in this way that is a bit beyond are imagining, right? And just always keeping that door in our mind open for that. And I think we've kind of done that together in that journey. So probably through the course of that transition, I have shifted powerfully in a a spiritual space. It sounds like you certainly did. And I can, of course, my audience can't see your face right now, but you're just like glowing as you're, you know, going through some of the emotion and the feelings and you're recalling things. It sounds like, you know, in a way, you and your husband were destined, you know, to come together and be on that journey of awakening together. And you gave it spaciousness, like you didn't say this, but I can, I get this sense, like you didn't force anything. You were just really in this beautiful place together and it kept unfolding and unfolding and your curiosity got more, not less more Mm -hmm. about the world, the cosmos, where do we fit in? And what I also love about your story and the way you're sharing it today is you're sharing it in a way that isn't judging of other things. It's not judging religion. It's not saying that's bad, right? Uh, It's not criticizing Mm -hmm. it. It's just saying, ah, factually, there are limitations. And then what happened for you is as you continued to connect to nature and then you got some really big trauma nature also some cataclysmic nature you know when you went out to california all that was stirring things up and then 
you know, thankfully that first person, first husband left you and you're safe. And now you have the safety of love and the safety of connection and the safety of soul. Yeah, I do. And it's fascinating because my husband and I are sure that we've always found each other in the past and we will always find and connect each other in the future for all turns here beyond whatever that number is. We just know that we will seek one another and that we are meant to be connected. Lovely. You're an inspiration to a lot of my listeners today. (laughs) It's possible, ladies. Yes, yes. So I would love to know, like now, so you're going through this other transition, you're sort of going through some kind of deepening now in your business and maybe in some other areas of your life. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you know, if you could express this, how do you know when you're connecting with your soul, Jessica? Because whenever I have um, what most people will call a problem or a challenge or a fear or a worry, I go into this space and it's what I've been planning all day in my mind. I go into this space. I've kind of been preparing for it all day where I meditate and where I connect and where I take a deep breath and where I bring whatever this is to God, the creator or whatever you're comfortable with. But for me, it's God, just because that seems simplistic. I bring this puzzle. I call it a puzzle instead, first of all, because puzzles are fun and solvable. And we enjoy doing puzzles. And this way I can bring whatever that thing is to God, the creator for me in a way I'm grateful for it. So here this is, this is a puzzle. Puzzles are fun and they're beautiful and wonderful and puzzles are to be celebrated. And so I can bring it with him to start with him or her. I don't really have a gender for God, the creator. (laughs) Whatever (laughs) That energy that is God. Yes. I can bring it him for just needing a term with gratitude and excitement and the joy of a child and the joy of knowing for certain he can begin to unravel it and show me the pieces and where they fit. And in my meditation, they begin to move around and opportunities and options that had been all around me start to show themselves of where they fit so that the solution is powerful and joyful and benefits far more than me. Mm-hmm. That's when I know I'm connecting because that can't just be from me, myself. That is me connecting in with a deeper mind and a deeper energy that is past, present and future and creator of all. Mm, that is so rich. And I get this, feeling like you mentioned play and like bringing the puzzle i want to come back to that in a second but there's also this quality of just being in awe Mm -hmm. of the unfolding whatever that is right of the puzzle solution like just being open and in the flow not controlling anything total trust it's really beautiful one of my other prayers is, I'm oh, sorry, one of my other plans is I have a brand new journals I have bought and that are beautiful, like with the uh, Monet painting on them and just really, really almost like sacred journals are so beautiful and pristine. I haven't written in them yet. And I decided that 
one of the things as part of my process later today, because I told you I've been noodling this all day, is later this evening when I've scheduled this time to have this experience, I plan on writing out a prayer, if you would, almost of where I want the transformation to look like so that God can lead me to the solution. Because I know that he will, and I know that he has the answer. That's the other exciting thing. It's just a matter of me being open to receive it. Mm. That is amazing. And I love how you have also created, like, this is important to you. It's a priority, Mm -hmm. right? You're scheduling Mm -hmm. it. You're creating the space. And then you're also, like, in the planning of it before you show up for it, right? Like, you've already Mm -hmm. set your intention earlier in the day. You're in the spirit Mm -hmm. of the prayer, the connection mm. with source with god and the process yeah. is already unfolding and then you're going to show up with your pen and your journal your monet journal and receive and it's a, mm-hmm. it's just absolutely lovely that's already an amazing advice to a lot of my listeners right on how to go about things and i would love to ask you if you have a tip or one nugget that you'd like to leave with my audience today? You know, one of the most beautiful things about my relationship with my husband and also my other children now too, and even my granddaughter, we're starting to expand this beyond just my husband and I, is something that we do. And I have less than a minute to tell you. So let me tell you quickly. It, we share three things as often as we can with each other that we love about one another. And it's so such an amazing feeling to tell the person you love three beautiful things about them every day, if not many times a day. It's a really fun thing to do. We do it in the car when we're traveling with our 11-year-old and she gets to tell us three things she loves about us, which makes her feel so important. And we both shower her with things we love and appreciate about her personality and who she is as a person. And it's a joyful game to play. And I would suggest that everyone do it. Oh, that is so beautiful. I could just feel the love that just builds and builds and builds with that kind of practice. Thank you for that. And lastly, Mm -hmm. right before we go, do you have a link or a gift that you want to give to my audience? I have all those things and they will be in the description of the show, I hope, because we'll include it that way. Does that sound like a good plan? That is a perfect plan. Jessica, thank you so much for being a guest today on Say Yes to Your Soul. I loved it. Thank you. All right. If you're hearing this message, you have listened to our newest Say Yes to Your Soul episode all the way to the end. And for that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I invite you to stay updated with me. And the best way to do that is to sign up for my free gift, Three Steps for How to Reignite Your Soul Fire. And you can get that at tessafreegift.com, tessafreegift.com, or just go to the podcast website, say yes to your soul podcast.com. And that's where we have all the episodes and more. I wish you an amazing day.